everybody, welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle. Um, I'm Stall Agronomy. And we're going to talk about a topic um, this week. And this is an interesting one for me. Uh, and hopefully it's interesting for new sellers um, or people starting a new sales job. And it, it's um, it's really interesting because, you know, this has happened to me. This is the third time I've started a different job uh, in sales in Wisconsin. And, you know, really... The first time was the worst. Uh, when I first moved here, I had no knowledge of where I was going. Um, you know, understand with Wisconsin, we have county highways and, you know, other states do as well. But Wisconsin has, um, so we'll say uh, there will be a county highway P in one county. And you go to the next county, um, completely unconnected to the other county highway P is another county highway P. So when I first moved here, I'm used to Indiana where we have state roads and we have county roads. And we have like U.S. highways and interstates. That's it. No county highways. And I remember the first time I asked for directions to somebody's place, um, my branch manager goes to me and I was like, hey, how do I get to this guy's place? And he said, well, you take um, take 16 to F to P or to F to E to P. You know, just that was the directions. And I was like, well, P is right here. Why can't I just take P and, and go to P? he's like, no, County Highway P in Waukesha County is different than County Highway P in Jefferson County. I'm like, that makes zero sense. Um, it still doesn't make any sense, but um, I've lived here long enough that I know where those are and I know how to deal with it. So it's not a huge issue. It's not as scary for me. But um, I think the worst thing about, about a new sales job, and this isn't even just um, just learning the, the new territory, you know, you could even have grown up in the area and know a lot of people, but the first couple of years is all about rejection. And, you know, you, do, you don't know the guys, they don't know you, they don't understand what you're doing or what you're trying to do. Um, you know, and farming is probably one of the worst ones. Um, there's a lot of professions where, uh, you know, I guess I'd say it's the worst one to, to get in with somebody. Um, you know, most farmers want to know you and want to know about you and know people that know you and understand you. Um, I would say in most sales professions, it's not as built or big of a relationship builder uh, as it is in agriculture. Agriculture is kind of about all about whom you know. Um, it's it's really tough to get started, and um, I think the first couple of years with a new role, even if it's just a different company, are always the toughest. Um, I've always well, this is the third time I've done it, even though I know everybody, um, it's still different and, and, and really difficult. Um, you know, and I, I know everybody talks about people want to change jobs all the time. And, you know, I will admit the, uh, the first two years here in Wisconsin, I was about ready to go back home. Um, the, the first year, especially, um, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know where I was. Um, you know, it was really tough just getting in with anybody. Um, I had some really good customers that they gave me the first couple of years. Um, I would say after the first year, it got better. Uh, but I know even the second year, it was it was tough. And for me, coming from my family and the way I was raised and, and kind of trying to talk to farmers on a daily basis was also a learning curve. Um, I will say uh, the understanding of giving and taking, um, jokes, we'll say jokes instead of the S word, uh, was something hard to understand at first. 
Um, I had some people I worked with that were really good at it. Um, and I definitely was not. So basically for me, pretty much every day was like I was getting made fun of, uh, from start to finish. And, you know, even farmers, I had a lot of guys who are just like, man, you can't really figure this out. You can't take a joke. And, you know, that was interesting looking back now. And, uh, I would say now I'm at the point where, um, I am on the level of some of the best guys I know at that, especially farmer levels. Um, I've gone from being the kid that was kind of, uh, well, just put me as just awkward and weird. And now I'm kind of the guy that's kind of the butt of all the jokes and joking around with guys. And, you know, I'm maybe not necessarily the butt, but the head of all jokes, um, you know, I, I can give it as fast as I can take it. So that really helped me out. Um, but the first two years are really hard and I really, really wanted to quit. Um, you know, if it wasn't for steady income, uh, student loans, my then fiance moving here eventually in the future, um, and she had a job lined up, uh, I probably might've gone home. Um, you know, and then take that and about three years into that, um, I think at one point I thought that was the best job I ever had. I, I really enjoy what I was doing. Uh, I enjoy the group of people I work with. Um, I, I really enjoy the company I worked at. Um, I love them. And um, it's about seven or eight years in, you know, we, we talked about this. It wasn't happy and things happened. And I left, went to another company. And um, minus the um, joking around, um, that job was basically about the same as starting the first one. Um it was uh, on the farm side, not as bad. Um, that transition was pretty easy. Um, I actually knew quite a few of the people uh, and people I didn't know. Um, I made some really good friends and I picked up on guys that, um, you know, really picked up my sense of humor. Um, I, I guess I'm really good at judging somebody on, uh, on the first call and there's probably two or three guys and, I know at least one of them will probably listen to this and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, literally, um, I had people I just click with right away and they were definitely one of them. And I had a really good time. Um, I, I miss that job, uh, quite a bit sometimes, but, um, anyway, so that side of the job was fine. Um, the other part of my job was, um, I was an agronomist for that company and I wrote newsletters. Um, I worked with, basically all their sales staff trying to help them, um, try different things. You know, we were trying to do more value added stuff. So, uh, my wife and I came up with a spreadsheet and, you know, we, we had some ideas from different places and we basically took all those and made our own and then made it huge. And, uh, nobody wanted to use it. I think I had a couple people that did, um, I also did a newsletter and I maybe had, uh, we almost kind of had to force people to use that. Um, we took, um, I had a drone, so a UAV and, uh, guys that, you know, were like, all right, let's go scout fields. That literally turned into Kyle is here to take pictures of your farm and pictures of your equipment to make really cool videos, which granted, I'm really good at that. Um, but that wasn't exactly what we were trying to do. Um, it was always, nobody wanted to adopt what I was doing because everybody who's in sales wants to do it their own way. So that was a lot of rejections, like kind of like I spent a lot of times, you know, I would write a newsletter and, and honestly, to this day, um, I went from 
I used to, I actually had a newsletter in my first job. So I, I started writing a newsletter in 2009. Um, I wrote that newsletter for uh, almost eight years and every single one of them, I always was like, I never had writer block. Uh, then I went to writing a newsletter for several other people uh, at the previous job. And I went from always having easy time writing a newsletter to I'm staying two or three hours a couple times a week after work and just staring at my computer trying to figure out how to write a new newsletter. Um, because everything I've done for that company, everybody seemed to hate it. Um, not necessarily hate it, but no one adopted it. So it was like I was doing all this work with zero reward. Um, you know, their customers only like it, but um, a lot of guys would tell me, you know, they wouldn't even tell me. Uh, we would just not do it. Um, the the end of my career there, uh, we'll say it was, it started to get better. And uh, we, we started hosting uh, like agronomy days uh, where I was the host of those. Um, I would set it all up. I'd get all the speakers. You know, it was really fun. Um, another coworker and I started a podcast who's probably listening to this now. And that was really fun. And I was really good at it. And, um, you know, I started making my own videos, uh, bought all my own recording equipment. And uh, that came with me. I really liked doing that. Those took off. Um, so a lot of this stuff really kind <laughs> of started coming together. But this other opportunity came up. And I had an opportunity to go farm and, and do my own thing and, and working under my own roof and, and not worry about the retail stuff. So worry about who's going to spray fields, who's going to deliver stuff. You know, I mean, the, the trucking shortage thing, it just went off. And I really don't want to be in retail right now. It, I mean, I, I feel for guys in retail. Um, it, it's really difficult. Uh, we couldn't find drivers. The ones we did didn't want to work the hours. Um, you can't find applicators. So the ones you have, you treat them like gods and then they do whatever they want and they don't do a good job sometimes. And it really got bad. So anyway, so I get out of retail, um, on my own again. And I'm right back where I was when I first started both jobs. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Um, and I'm here and I'm just sitting in my office sometimes, you know, not every day, but today I'm in my office and I'm working stuff. You know, I, I have taxes due. I've got a lot more responsibilities, which is, which is fine. And it's actually pretty good. I, I'm the business side never bothered me. Um, so I'm thinking about, you know, what's, um, what I used to go through and that's basically the same thing. It's like, man, you know, the first year in here, this has been interesting. It's, it's not necessarily the most difficult thing I've ever done in my career. Um, but it's, it's totally different than everything else. Uh, I know all the people, I know everything that's going on. Uh, but I've got a whole new thing to learn and it's, it's always funny because I, I've interviewed for jobs over the years and I always tell everybody, um, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, how I'm going to fit in with the team and how I'm going to handle teams. And I always say that I'm like the Jamie Moyer of, of teams and everybody's just like, what the heck? Um, I guess that reference may be getting a little old for some people, but Jamie Moyer was like, um, he pitched for four decades in major league baseball. Um, he started, I think in the seventies, um, and he finished in the two thousands. And so Jamie Moyer, was one of those guys, he, he was kind of a journeyman, but he was one of those, he was a fourth or fifth reliable starter. Everywhere he went, you know, he didn't have outstanding stuff. Um, 
but he knew how to get guys out. He knew how to get guys that ground into ground outs. He, he, he basically knew pitching really well. Um, you know, he was one of those guys who didn't throw 95 miles an hour. Um, but he was, he was always kind of, you know, we always talk about Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox was a magician. Jamie Moyer was like that, but Jamie Moyer did it for longer and better. Um, now not necessarily better, but Jamie Moyer was never spectacular, never amazing, but the guy, you know, he had a couple of years where he was finishing up on, uh, finishing in the top 10 in Cy Young's, you know, he wasn't a bad pitcher at all. And but Jamie Moyer was one of those guys, you would bring him in. He was a clubhouse veteran. He helped the clubhouse guys out. He helped all the other players out. That's me. You know, I've always done that with my career. Um, performance is always very steady. Um, but it, it's always interesting to start out that new year uh, with a new company. And, you know, I, I mentored a lot of younger people in, in this job. And I always tell them, you know, it's only going to get better. Um, and the only way it's going to get better is when you're invested in it and, and you really want to do it. Um, you know, especially in agronomy. I think the, the people that are only in agronomy for, um, you know, I'm, this is a stepping stone to a higher up job. Those people will never do well in, in basic retail sales or in basic sales in agriculture. Um, you know, if it's just a stepping stone for you, you don't want to have any vested interest in learning more than you need to know. You're only going to learn just enough to get sales. Um, and you might be really good at it for a couple of years, but farmers eventually figure out that you're not in it for the long haul. And, the kids that come out of school and really want to do this job, it's really going to be difficult for you the first year or two. Um, you might know a lot of the people in your territory, um, and that's really not even going to help you sometimes. You know, you might get some sales, get some wins. Um, I know uh, quite a few people that have done this, and the first year or two, they've actually done very well. And um, the biggest thing that happens, though, is sometimes... They do really well those first couple of years. It comes really easily for them. So they don't feel like they need to invest the time in it. And, you know, just calling on guys, you know, the more people I call on, the more stuff I'm going to sell. And eventually it catches up to them. You know, they don't spend the time scouting fields as much. Um, they don't uh, spend the time on weekends and stuff when they need to. Um, and then eventually it catches up to them and then they're done. You know, they... They start dropping off, then they quit, go to a different company, same thing happens, you know, the first two or three years really good, and then stuff starts happening and they get out before it gets bad. And I, I've seen that before too. Um, there is very rarely somebody who walks into this job and just lights it off right away and, and just goes gangbusters forever. Um, those are really rare. I can count on my hand probably the number of people I know that do that. Um, the, the best salespeople I've known in this industry have always been the guys that have shown a, a vested interest in their customers and longevity. Um, the guys that stick around forever. Um, those guys just have tons of sales. They know everybody. Um, things just come really easy to them. You know, they get in their truck in the morning and they know exactly what they're going to do that day. Um, I worked with one of those guys and it was always interesting. You know, ABM before I'd get in. But then about 3.30, he was going home. And I always gave him a, a bunch of crap about it and say, well, you know, but geez, you got to get home. Judge Judy's on in 30 minutes. But um, the guy sold stuff, you know, and he knew what the heck he was doing. And, you know, it 
it, it came really easy to him because he's been doing it for so long and he just knew everybody. Um, so, you know, when you first come into this, you know, it, it might go really easily for you in the first year, but if you're like me, I, you know, I'm going to say this isn't meant for those top of the line guys. You know, if you're, you're just going to sell the crap off of everything, you're, you're going to knock on every door. You, you don't spend five seconds checking Twitter, <laughs> you know, every day. Um, all you do is just knock on doors, pound doors, walk around the back door of people's houses and knock on those too. You know, if that's you, this isn't really for you. You know, you're going to do well the first year or so because you're just going to have a volume of guys you're calling on. You're you're doing well because, you know, there's the massive amount of people you're doing, uh, trying to do sales with. And, and every call you're trying to close, you know, ABC, um, ABC is always be closing. You're, you're that kind of guy. So... This isn't meant for those guys. If you're the guy like me, you're you're the guy that's going to spend the time, make the investment, um, learn the customer first. You know, I I, I grew up in the Growmark system, and, and Growmark system teaches us that um, that it's it's all about longevity. Um, they want quality over quantity, and and we they really spent a lot of time working on how to get repeat business, basically, and. It was a great system, and it's what I bought into. It's what I've been in for my entire career. Is you know we don't make sales on the first call. Um, we we've we spend a lot of our time just just talking and understanding businesses before we start trying to sell stuff. Um, and I think that's the same thing with me. And it, it's come over to my consulting part of my business. Um, you know, I'm not going to push seed on somebody if they're a consulting customer. I'm I'm not going to do that. That that's you know if they want to buy seed that's fine, they can. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit in there and talk to them about seed every time we talk. Um, a lot of stuff that I do is, is I want to understand your operation and understand what my growers are doing, and it takes a long time for that to work. Um, I always tell everybody it's a process. You know, it's it's not going to be fast. Don't expect me to go. You know, just triple my amount of business in the first year. It's never going to be that with me. But at the same time, I don't really lose a lot of business because we spend so much time working with our customers and and understanding what they're doing. And we we cater everything to what they're doing. And I think there's a lot of guys that tell you I basically would drop anything and everything just to go help somebody if I needed to. So that respect usually comes over. And, uh, you know, I'm going on and on. But anyway, um, I'm trying to finalize this, but... You know, it, it really, it seems like, you know, everybody gets really frustrated the first couple of years. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm honestly frustrated. It's, it's taking me a little bit to get used to this and, and understand my role and what I'm doing. And that's not a bad thing. Um, it's not, you know, a great thing either, but it's going to take a while. And I got to understand how better to take my, or schedule my time and, and manage my time as well. You know, I am not... Every day, I'm not going to an office. You know, I'm a little bit more efficient because I don't have to drive somewhere every single day. Um, I'm not wasting that hour a day to to drive somewhere and then sit and uh, basically shoot the crap for an hour in the morning with everybody. Um, the joke I always make is it's kind of nice that I don't have that um, because, you know, we get in the office and you stay around and talk for an hour go do an hour of actual work and then you come back and you're like, all right, where are we going to go for lunch? And then we try to figure out where we're going for lunch for an hour, go out to lunch for an hour, come back. 
spend an hour of actual work, go out in the shop and, and joke around for an hour. I mean, that's just, that's retail in the winter. Um, you know, while that stinks, that, that happens, you do build some really good friendships in, um, you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit. I, um, I'm technically with my, uh, my LLC, I'm supposed to have shareholder meetings and I'm just like, all right, well, next week's topic is why am I talking to myself? You know I mean? It's just, it's, it stinks because I spend uh, a lot of time now on my own. Yeah. Where I used to have team and people I could bounce stuff off of, but yeah, at the same time, it's really nice. I, I get a little bit more home time. I get more time to myself to understand things. And I kind of do this where I actually sit and talk and, um, it's, uh, it's different. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a different transition and every job's going to have its different transitions. Um, I would say, you know, if you're starting out in this, it's a process, it's not going to go just crazy the first couple of years. The other thing that's a danger is I'll say that, and you don't want to rely on that also. Um, you can keep telling yourself that, well, it's just a process, you know, um, you know, if I don't make a sales call today, but uh, I do one tomorrow, you know, it'll be okay. Cause it's a process. No, you still needed to make sales calls and, and do your job. Um, but at the same time, understand that things aren't going to come naturally. It's not going to happen overnight. You still need to pound on doors and, and, and make calls. And, you know, my biggest thing is in my career, you know, we talked about this in the previous one. Um, I talked about embracing the strange and be different. Um, I think the biggest thing for anybody in agriculture and anybody in a sales job or our marketing or anything else, sales is marketing. So you're marketing yourself um, every day and being different, uh, doing things differently is really going to gain you quite a bit. Um, I have gone against the grain pretty much the entire time I've been doing this job. And um, I don't do anything that I don't care what anybody else thinks. You know, I just do it the way I do it. And, you know, it kind of screw them. And um, I mean, that's that's the thing I can tell you is my, my second best piece of advice. Number one, it's a process. Number two, be different. Um, and, and embrace being different. Um, you know, everybody that pounds on somebody's door and takes a seat guide up to them or an information booklet and, and talks to them about how much better they are, they're, they're a dime a dozen. But the guy that goes up to somebody's door and says, hey, you know, uh, I really just want to learn about your operation. You know, I'm not going to sell you anything. Um, you know, someday if you buy down the road, that's great. But until then, you know, I just want to learn about you guys and, and understand you know, if there's something I can help you with, if not, I'm just going to leave you alone. I'll still stop in and see you. But until that day comes, we're, we're not going to do business. And there's not many people that are able or willing to do that. Um, you know, there's, there's been times where I've been on a first sales call and somebody says, well, you know, hey, I'll try six bags. <sighs> you fight that temptation and it's really hard. Um, finding that temptation to, to make an easy six bag sale uh, is really hard. Um, you know, even as 12 or 24 bags of corn or, or whatever it is, a uh, 10 ton of fertilizer, you know, it, it's hard to fight that temptation because you're just like, wow, yeah, you know, I'm going to get a sale. You know, those are the guys who are just buying something off of you to get you to leave them alone. And, you know, to me that that's not going to help you. It's not going to help them understand what you're about. 
Um, they're just trying to buy something from you just to get them off, get you out of the driveway. And uh, I think the the hardest thing is to resist that temptation um, and say, you don't know, no, I, I really want to, I want to understand your business and I really want to work with you and, and understand you before I try to sell you anything. And I think it, to me, you know, I'm on the farm side a little bit now too. To me, somebody who's going to do that is going to gain a lot more respect from me than somebody who's just trying to stop by and trying to sell me something every day. So, you know, sometimes it's not about the volume, it's about the quality. So again, it's a process and don't sit on your butt, uh, be different and, and don't be afraid to be different. I think that's the hardest thing to, to take time and to understand. So anyway, let's end this one. Um, I'm done. I'm done talking today. I'm going to go back to who knows what I'm going to do. I, I might do taxes. I'm not really looking forward to that. <laughs> I might do that. I've got to create a new asset category for something else. Uh, new things I have to learn. So um, anyway, we're going to end it and stay tuned. We'll have odd more stuff. Um, I'm trying to, you know, if you know anybody wants to be a guest, let's try it out. Um, I've got a mixing board. I've got microphones. I've got any ways to do Skype. I've got everything and anything I can do with this. If somebody wants to be a podcast guest, um, I'm not scary. I don't bite. Um, I'm, I've actually had a lot of experience doing this. So I am actually pretty good at interviewing. I'm not scary. I've had people that told me that, um, you know, I'm going to clam up. Um, that doesn't really happen with me. I usually I can talk through it. So if you know anybody or you even wants to be a, a guest on the podcast, definitely reach out to me. We can do anything and everything. I mean, this is mine. Um, you know, we can do whatever we want to talk about. If we want to talk about cow chips, um, we want to talk about uh, manure spreaders. We want to talk about um, your neighbor who plants before you do. Um, we'll talk about anything and everything. So, uh, reach out to me. I mean, everybody obviously knows um, my social media is uh, at Twitter is at agronomy underscore guy uh, or at stall agronomy. Um, and also we're on Facebook. It's just facebook.com backslash stall agronomy. Uh, so just find us. Uh, find me. We'll uh, we'll sit down and talk. Uh, we'll just shoot the crap for about an hour or 30 minutes. And um, it goes really quick. And I've had experience doing this. You know, I've done several episodes on another one. Um, I do video stuff. Everything's all set up. So if you want to be a guest, just shoot me a line and we'll figure it out. So stay tuned. I'll have some more stuff for you pretty soon.